Hey, I just wanted to remind you that our next challenge is beginning very, very soon. And in that challenge, if you're looking to monetize your podcast and you want to know exactly where to get started and how to build an offer that is going to be exactly what your audience needs, then you need to join the Podcast Profit Challenge. You can go to teampodcast.com forward slash challenge, and it's absolutely free. If you're like me, you love the dopamine hit of learning a new hack and figuring out some secret marketing technique that somebody is using that is killing the conversions right now. But often we forget that I and you probably also are sitting on an untapped gold mine that we have not even thought about. And we certainly haven't taken any actions to mine that gold and refine it and cash it in. So that's what I'm going to talk to you about today, the hidden gold mine in your business. I'll tell you all about it right after this. So the real question is this, how can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hostler, and thank you for being here today. And I'm, I'm so glad, like more important than you even being here and listening to this podcast is the fact that you are wanting to monetize your podcast. I feel like so many podcasters don't feel like they have the right to monetize their podcast or don't feel like they know how to get there and they don't feel like they really know other than just providing great free content and putting it out there for your audience like you don't know what to do to get some value coming back to you and I feel particularly burdened for helping podcasters do that because I've seen way too many do the work put in the effort they made the investment and they did it for long periods of time without getting a thing in return and many of them over the course of the 360 plus podcasts that I've worked with have actually walked away from podcasting before they ever realized anything and there's an old meme on social media that is talks about doesn't talk about but it shows an image of like a miner like digging beneath the ground and he's got his pick and he's you know gone he's dug down and now he's digging across and he's going and going and he, he gives up because he doesn't find the gold and then they show the the sort of the transverse cut or whatever of the earth and the gold is just like a few feet beyond where they stop digging and it's so I mean it's just it hits home every time I see that because I see it over and over and over again and many times in our industry the people who actually begin to get traction and the people who actually make this a thing and begin to have amazing income coming in from their podcast are simply the people that persisted the longest. They're simply the people that, let's just say in mining terms, kept digging, right? They kept going. And I'm not saying that's the right advice for everyone, because what do they say? The quickest way to get out of a hole is to stop digging, <laughs> right? So, I mean, it can apply both ways. But if you've done everything right and you've got, you know, you've got your audience dialed in and you know it's an audience that needs the value you're providing and you know 
know they have the ability to pay and you also know it's a niche that's growing like there's no reason not to continue pursuing it and I see you know every time I look in Apple podcast directory I see the littered pile of podcasts that are no longer producing content and they stopped some of them you know I saw one client sent me something the other day and it was a trailer that was done in like maybe October of 2020 for this show that was going to be put out and the trailer got published and she really my client wanted us to mimic her trailer on this one I don't even know how she found this podcast but it was the trailer that she wanted to mimic her trailer after and we're like yeah we'll do that but when I looked, there was never any uh, actual shows posted. There was, you know, two years later, almost coming up on two years later, we're sitting here with still the trailer published and nothing else. And not just that, but I've seen other times where people have published five episodes or 10 episodes. Libsyn actually in their yearly calculations say that the average number of episodes published before pod fading is seven. Seven podcast episodes. Now that is tragic if you ask me. So I want to talk to you about what we need to do today to sort of focus in. If you really want to scale something, I think it's important that we get the foundations right. And if you're like me, you're coming to this business or even this marketing paradigm in your mind from a different place when you started out. So when you started out, you were just worried about putting out content. You were just worried about getting your podcast recorded. You were worried about what mic to use. You were worried about what host to use. You were worried about all these things. And in that time since then, you've now realized, oh, there are people making money from this. Maybe I should make money too. And what do I need to do? Oh, I need to start capturing email leads and I need to do this and I need to do that. And so all the time we're constantly learning and growing. But I think what you really want to focus on is let's get the foundation strong because until you're maximizing every lead that you already have, honestly, there's no need to get more. You probably couldn't handle it. You probably couldn't scale it if you maximized every lead that you already have and had more new ones on top of that. Like you're probably not quite ready for that much growth yet. And I'm not saying that as a judgment. It's the same thing in my business. I started something, did the best I could with it, with the knowledge I had, tried to keep increasing my knowledge and keep growing my business and keep sustaining it. And uh, clearly I was at least halfway successful because almost 10 years later, we're still here and we're still growing and we're still evolving. But I think one of the things that gets gets a little bit frustrating for people like me is that as we learn new things, we can't just do them going forward. We also have to turn around and apply them to what we've already done. And that process of working backwards, mending the fences, shoring up the foundation, whatever you want to call it, is tedious and it's time consuming and it's not nearly as fun as the dopamine hit we get from going out and implementing a new tactic that we just learned or a new strategy that we just learned. So every day I'm talking to podcasts, not just podcasters, but business owners who also are starting podcasts. And what we what I'm finding is many of them are doing some of the right things on the front end. In other words, they've started collecting email addresses. They have products created that they need to sell. They have things that they can direct traffic to. And then they're starting a podcast on top of that. And they want everything to, you know, just function like a well oiled machine. 
but it's not built as a well-oiled machine. And let me give you an example. So I have a new client that we're getting ready to start working with, and she has an email list of almost 3,000 people on her email list that are interested in her topic or that have bought something from her before. But in the course of the time since they've signed up on her email list, she has no real plan and no real strategy to continue communicating with those people. I get it. My email list, it's, if you're like me, you started an email list, you dumped everything in in, in one category and one list, and now you've had to go back and segment. And for the people that you're segmenting out, there's so much conditional logic that you can lo- use. And if they click on this, you can take them to this place. And if they click on that, you can take them to this place. And if they don't even open the email, you can do this. And there's there's all these things. And if you don't know how to use them, or you're having to also learn the tools and the technology, then it can become even more frustrating because you've got to learn the tools, the techniques, the strategies, or whatever, and then you've got to learn how to implement them in your business, and then you've got to create the content to implement it in your business. And so it feels like this never-ending thing that you have to do to keep feeding this beast or this machine. But the reality of the situation is we're all probably sitting on a gold mine that we are ignoring. And that is the people who are already in our funnels and already in our email lists and already on following us on social media and that sort of thing that we are not feeding. And my hand is in the air saying guilty is charged because I am the world's worst about doing this. It's the cobbler's children have the worst shoes in my situation because we, my team and I spend so much time doing this for other people that we haven't properly done it for ourselves. And it's something that I'm having to sort of stop new outreach efforts and new paid traffic methods because... I don't have the foundation set up to scale it. I don't have uh, the automated nurture sequences all set up. And I'm, I'm in the process of what I'm setting up for my business is sort of a never-ending nurture sequence. And I'm going to get a few weeks ahead before I actually launch it. But then once I launch it, what I've got to do is with a two-week buffer, I've then got to start blocking out time every week to create five or 10 more emails in order to stay ahead of the curve. And if I did that every single week and just keep kept putting them in the nurture sequence, I would have a nurture sequence that never runs out, but is constantly feeding my people. And if they don't want to be on my email list and get daily emails, they're certainly welcome to unsubscribe because I don't want to pay to have them on my email list through my email sequence, my email campaign software um, in order to keep them on my list if they're not going to read the content and get value from it because I'm pouring value into that. And what happens is when you begin to do this is you begin to build something that you'll never have to go back and do this the same way again. And you're choosing to sort of slow down your grind to getting more customers and go back and shore up and put some things into place that you're never going to have to continue feeding and maintaining like this again, right? You're never going to have to go back and do this again and again and again. This isn't a monthly thing. This isn't a six every six month thing. This isn't an annual thing. Like you can put these things into place and then let it go. And then as you do that, 
you've solved one of your foundation issues. And so now you can begin knowing that everyone that comes into your ecosystem is going to be fully nurtured. I It's funny because we do the same thing. You know, it's like I've had to do the same thing with the leads we get for people who want to have a consultation with me for podcast production. Like, how many quotes am I putting out there and how am I following up with those? Like, there are individual sequences that need to happen every single time someone has a touch point with me so that they cannot just quietly fall through the cracks, right? So that I'm not putting all these brand new leads that I paid a pretty penny for into a bucket that leads leaks like a sieve and that I'm rarely going to extract any value out of. And that's my point today. We talked about this very heavily in our mastermind um, that I have last week. And we were just talking about how important it is. One of the people in that mastermind was talking about how she has a, I think it's a, she said it was a 35 email sequence right now that's generating seven figures a year. And the only way she has a 35 email sequence that's generating seven figures a year is that at some point in time, she stopped and wrote out 35 emails and put it in such a way that it ultimately led people to the product and services that she wanted them to buy from her. And now that is on running on autopilot in her business, generating seven figures a year while she's over here doing the really important work, which generates much more than that per year. So we've got some opportunities and I wanted to just give you um, some encouragement to look at what you're already sitting on and the gold mine that you're already sitting on. I'm just going to say this. And I'm not saying it to be offensive to you. I'm saying it to try to empower you and to understand that you have created a platform with your podcast that you have every right to extract value out of back toward your your direction. You don't just have to give value out. This needs to be a two-way street. And in the course of doing that, if you have books, if you have courses, If you have coaching programs, if you have high ticket one-on-one coaching, whatever it is that you have that people can buy from you, and you are not talking about that on your podcast, you are missing a huge opportunity. And you are missing an opportunity that is going to cost you the least amount of money up front because it's already paid for, like you're already paying for whatever you're doing with your podcast, right? Or you're already paying for it with your time and your effort or with your production company, or if you've hired people like me to to do all those things for you, like you're already paying for it. So why not then take it to the next level and begin talking about your books or your courses or your programs or your retreats or your seminars or your workshops or your master classes or your webinars, all of those things that you have where people can take the next step with you, you need to be including them in every single podcast. Now, that doesn't mean you need to include everything in every podcast, but the same way you would target if certain people, if you're talking about like The same way you would target your offerings to certain topics. If you have a book about time management and you're doing a podcast that relates tangentially to time management, it only makes sense for you to leave 
links to your book in your podcast because it makes the most sense that the next logical step your listeners would want to take if they want to fix this problem in their lives is to buy your book, right? So we feel bad sometimes or we feel guilty because we're talking about ourselves too much on your podcast. Y'all, it's your podcast. You're bringing all these guests onto your podcast and giving the floor over to them completely and just laying down while they walk all over you. And more often than not, those very people that came on your show for free and that are putting their stuff out there for your audience to consume and to buy on the back end. Do you know what? Many of them have actually paid people to find your podcast to get them on. So in that whole situation, you're not making any money. They're the ones that are paying out the money. They're the ones that are getting on your platform and you're rolling over for them. Stop it. It is your platform. Claim it. And I'm not saying you got to strut and prance and, you know, uh, act like it's a territorial thing. But I'm saying, my gosh, you are the reason people are there in the first place. You created that. Get your value back from it, because if you don't, you're going to eventually decide it isn't worth it. And when you do that, you're going to pod fade. I have a client. Let's just call it. I have a former client right now. And I believe that she was a little before her time on her podcast topic. And she started podcasting in 2017 and stopped podcasting in 2018. I happen to be the admin of her Facebook page. Her, uh, I happen to also uh, be the one that uploaded all her shows to her podcast host. And there is not a day goes by that multiple people, I'm talking 10, 15, 20 people, are liking the Facebook page. Now, this doesn't happen with any other. I'm, I'm admin for probably 15 different Facebook pages. So this doesn't happen with any other ones. When I, I got curious one day and went in and looked at the stats, and there has not been a live episode put out on the show since 2018. And you know what? She's still getting more than 5,000 downloads a month on her podcast, not having put out content in now more than four years. She never got 5,000 downloads a month when she was putting out consistent content. She never really made money off her podcast, which is why she quit doing it. If she had persisted and kept doing it, she probably could be spending less time doing client work in her private practice today and have more of her time be spent servicing people online through courses and other things that she had created for them. So it would give her a level of lifestyle freedom that she doesn't have today. But she stopped doing it because she wasn't getting any value back. Now, more than ever, her topic is very much relevant. And even going through COVID, it just like poured jet fuel on the amount of relevance for her niche in today's society. So more people than ever are searching for her, her topic. Yeah, I should reach out to her and ask her to start a show back. I should. 
And if she doesn't, maybe I should look at buying the show, right? Because because uh, somebody needs to pick up that mantle and carry it on. So I say that to say, before you look at all the new things and the new shiny objects and the new fancy hacks and tweaks and the latest piece of software, shore up your foundation. I'm having to do it and it's a painful process. I feel like it's funny because I feel like every time I go to my uh, mastermind groups that, you know, have built in accountability for them, I am having to say, you know, instead of making forward progress on some of my new goals, I'm having to constantly say, I had to go back and fix this. I had to go back and redo my website. I'm now writing nurture campaigns. I'm now doing all these things that should have been done long ago if I knew what I was doing when I started my business. And if I knew that I needed to market it, which I didn't at the time because I hated marketing at that point in time. And I didn't want to hear the F word of funnels, right? So I'm a different person now. And necessity has been the mother of invention for what I've had to do. And I think many people, if they don't shore up the, the foundation right now and get back to basics with their business, they're probably going to end up having some struggles in whenever tough times come. And then at the same time, if you take the time right now and shore up your business, there's going to be some huge opportunities in the future for you to be poised perfectly to capture those leads and to capture that opportunity and to have it change your life. So don't just sit on your gold mine, not knowing what you have. Many of you have a shop on your website where people can buy things from you. But instead of creating landing pages and instead of creating sales funnels, all you've done is put it in like a shopping cart, like click here and buy now, click here and buy now. But you're not actually doing a sales page for that particular product. You know, if you put that sales page in place once, then you've got a 24-7 automated salesperson that will sell your product for you. The buy it now button really doesn't work to just sell your product for you for someone that's skeptical. All it does is send them back to Google looking for more information and then they stumble on someone else that's got something else and it seems actually better than yours because yours didn't fully explain all the benefits. It just said, here it is. This is what it is. Buy it now instead of doing a full on landing page. So I just want to let you know that it's okay to stop forward progress or, or like to patch the leaking bucket before you begin flooding it with new things. Because if you flood it with new things, it's going to end up costing you a lot of time and money that you're not going to realize an ROI on the back end. And so that's my message for today. And uh, my heartfelt desire is for you to have a well-oiled sales machine that starts with listeners listening to your podcast. And then the next thing is you make an offer to them to take that next step with you. And then after that, they might be able to buy something. They might be able to get something free from you, but they're going to continue on that value journey until they work with you all the way up through everything that you offer. And until you're doing that and until you know that no one's getting out, and, and I say this knowing that like no one's getting out from your scope of influence knowing all the things they could have done with you. And I see this all the time whenever I have some of my clients say, oh, Christy, I've hired somebody to do this, that, or the other. And in my mind, I'm thinking, we do that. I didn't know you needed that. And the problem is I haven't done a very good job of telling people what we do. 
My website does a terrible job of telling people what we do, which is why we're in the process of fixing it. So you see what I'm saying? Like we've got so many leaks in place in our businesses that if all we did for between now and the end of the year is stopping the leaks, it will position us much better for future growth in 2023 than we could have ever thought about by just acquiring more and more and more new leads. Because eventually you might run out of new leads or eventually the cost of acquiring new leads becomes so high that you can't sustain it unless you're getting more out of the back end. And so that's my admonition to you today is to shore up your foundation. You are sitting on a gold mine. And if you've got an email list or you've got a podcast that hasn't even started an email list yet, get the email opt-ins going. If you've got an email list that you've been collecting and you haven't done anything with it, stop. Let's get the nurture sequences going. If you've got products and things that you sell on your website and you've got it in like a cart kind of thing where they just go through and you're like, here's my shop, here's all my products, buy this, buy that, whatever, and you haven't done sales pages with them, land, full on landing pages with all the sales objections and all the things that it can that they need to know before they buy it, then you're missing opportunity. So don't at, run more people through a leaking sieve, right? Fix the leaking sieve so that everything that comes through after that, you'll get maximum value out of. So if you need help building sales funnels, we do this. I had a client the other day on my mastermind call that was looking for someone to create a book funnel for her because she has a book launching. And one of my mastermind people was like, what are you crazy? Why aren't you getting Christy and her team to do it? She's like, oh, I had no idea. Well, that's crazy. It's my fault that she didn't know that. So if you need help building a sales funnel, uh, we have the resources to do that. And we've got some people that are getting their funnel building certifications and that are being put to use every week building funnels for our customers because we want their podcast to become a revenue stream for them. So if you need help with that, reach out to me and I'll see if it's something we can help you with. Just email me at Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y at teampodcast.com. And if you do that, reach out to me, Christy at teampodcast.com. And let me know what kind of funnel you need built and uh, I'll be glad to let you know if we can do it. And uh, we've got some specials going on right now with that just because we need some more funnels in our portfolio of funnels. So um, I hope that will be helpful for you. And I hope this podcast has given you a little bit of value, but stop looking for the new shiny thing, fix the gold mine you're already sitting on top of, and you will never, ever regret it in the future. I promise you. I hope you have an awesome day. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Oh, no, no, no. We're not advertising for Facebook anymore because we're pulling all of our communities off of Facebook. So if you want to come join the real community of people who are looking to monetize their podcast, podcastsuccesshub.com. Go to podcastsuccesshub.com and I'll see you there because I'm not going to be on Facebook. You guys have an awesome one.
Hey, before you go, I just wanted to remind you about the challenge. It's starting very soon. Please make sure you don't miss a challenge because this is the time when you can really learn how to craft a high value offer for your audience that they will honestly feel stupid saying no to. So join me for the podcast profit challenge. It's coming up very, very soon. You can find out all the details for it. It's free to join. You have no excuse not to join. And even if you say, well, Christy, I can't make it on the certain time of day, whenever the um, challenge is, we have recordings of them and you can listen to every single one of them, even if it's not where you can join us live. So teampodcast.com forward slash challenge. Go to teampodcast.com forward slash challenge. And I can't wait to see you there.